following presentation by Taylor Fragon Capital Management LLC is intended for general information purposes only. No portion of the presentation serves as the receipt of or as a substitute for personalized investment advice from Taylor Fragon or any other investment professional of your choosing. Please see additional important disclosure at the end of this presentation. A copy of Taylor Fragon's current written disclosure brochure discussing our advisory services and fees is available upon request or at www.taylorfragon.com. It's time again for the Long Only Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Jerry. Jerry, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm okay, thanks. We are recording late on a Friday after our subpar market week for all concerned. And I've got a question for you. Yes. To get right into it. When evaluating a company, what do you think it is that people overemphasize too much? What's the most overrated, uh, you know, quality factor that you think is out there? Valuation. We think valuation is overrated, but that that sounds that sounds to me like a tautology because you're saying in evaluating a company, evaluating a company is overrated. No valuation. So evaluating, I'm assuming you're looking at more than just what's it worth today. You're assessing management. You're assessing their markets. I think most people get too caught up in valuation and end up missing great companies because they're expensive. Okay. So what are the what what elements of those valuations do you think are the most inf- to drill down even more of those valuations? What elements are the most overrated? Do you think? Well. Um, it sounds There's like, only one element. What's the company worth? <laughs> but in terms of this deciding what the company is worth, what do you think? Pe- what do you think people are inflating too much? In, in ter- well, they're inflating the value, and they're not taking into consideration the, or they're they're looking at the value as being inflated, and not looking at what their ultimate business end game is. So it sounds like it's a failure of imagination, in some mm. ways. Yeah, I, we like to look at the size of a potential market versus what the size of the business is right now. Okay. So if you're doing a hundred million dollars in revenue in a market that could be $10 billion, I mean, just getting to 10% market share is a billion dollars. That's a 10 times increase in the value of your company, or excuse me, that's a 10 time in 10 times increase in the, in the revenue that your company is generating. Should you get to that? It's still only 10% of the market. So that, you know, maybe that company's expensive if, a $500 million valuation or a $600 million or a, a billion dollar valuation to some. But I would challenge that a company that's doing $100 million today and trading at a billion, 10x revenue. And let's just keep it simple and use revenue as the multiple or the a multiple on revenue as the basis for valuation. I would challenge that a company that goes from being $100 million in sales and a billion dollar valuation to to a billion in sales is going to be worth a whole lot more than a billion dollars. Is it going to still maintain 10x and be a $10 billion company? Maybe. Is it going to be a 7x and be a $7 billion company? Either one of those numbers works for us over a, you know, say a five to 10 year period of time. And I think that too many times, and, and we've get, given examples before of companies like Amazon and Salesforce, both of which we've owned in our history, that when they were first starting out, they were never cheap. Well, they, they, to this day, they still aren't cheap. Only now it's a little more 
reasonable to be looking at the valuations because it's a lot harder to grow a company doing a hundred billion in revenue to doing a trillion in revenue um, than it is to grow a company doing a hundred million to do a billion. So it's why we like to say smaller is better. Um, doesn't mean small cap versus large cap or mid cap. It's just simply law of large numbers. It's easier to grow a, a company from a hundred million. I mean, in broad brush strokes, it's easier to grow a company from a hundred million to a billion than it is from a billion to ten billion or ten billion to a hundred billion. Ten billion is easier to grow to a hundred billion than a hundred billion to a trillion. <laughs> I mean, it just it's it's just again, it's you start getting into where numbers are big like that, and the bigger they get, the harder it is to grow them. And it and it doesn't the possible exception being government debt. <laughs> well, that's easy. Yeah. Um, that's easy to grow, as we we are witnessing my whole life. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I think, I think too much valuation is over, uh, emphasized now in this current environment, you know, the last couple of years where we've seen a lot of our companies get crushed. Yes. Did they get extended in valuation? They did, but I'll challenge that many of those companies, even from the valuation they were at the peak two years ago, um, now two and a half years ago, February of 21 for a lot of the software names, they're still going to be worth a whole lot more at some point than what they were even worth in February of 21. Should the business, should we, should we be getting the business right using that, you know, hundred million to a billion type of relationship? And I could see this being a dumb question either way, but how important is the company's place within the industry in your mind? Because, Oh, it's very important. I mean, we're looking for companies that are leaders in an industry or creating an industry even better. Those are hard to find, but I mean, we think we found some. Some, but you know, I mean, it's perfectly fine to be in a have a business that's a leader, and there's other competitors, and they just happen to be the best, and it's a big, wide open market, or or maybe it's a market that exists with an incumbent type of technology, let's say, and there's a new way, a new type of technology, or a new angle to that business that's that's innovative, and it's grabbing market share from traditional, or shall we say, um, legacy type providers. And that can be, it can be software, it can be core technology, it can be anything. It could be in healthcare, it can be, you know, think of it like a, a new way to skin the cat sort of thing. So the reason I asked was because there's a rising tide lifts all boats kind of element to this because you're looking for large, large markets with a lot of potential for expansion. And then the, the, the theory and the theory is, is that even a company that wasn't the industry leader could benefit from that. But but in your mind, why not go after the leader? Yeah, I, I mean, if you know, when you think of creating new markets, um, you know, let's use the often probably ad nauseum used example is the iPhone um, smartphone. You know, that it's hard for to imagine that that just you know the Apple iPhone came out like in two thousand seven. Now we were talking the other day about the previous iterations of smartphone, the, the BlackBerry and the Palm Pilot that goes back into even the 90s or certainly early 2000s. Apple perfected the model and created the iPhone. And the next thing you know, here we are. Um, but that wasn't, you know, 10 years prior to that, nobody was thinking along those lines. Well, there were some. Our friend George Gilder talked about the teleputer back in those days. Nobody knew what he was talking about and thought he was nuts. And he turned Awful out to be name. exactly right. Awful the, name. No, it's, 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 it's appropriate though. It's, it was a teleputer. It wasn't just a computer. 
Um, it was combining television and computer together, if you will. And he wrote about that in Life After Television. He got the concept right. That's what matters. Yeah. So I think that uh, yeah, it, it, that's just an example of, of creating a, a new market. Or, or, or Nobody expected that market to be there. Sure enough, it turned into this massive multi-tens of billion dollar market. Um, now, there's a good example. Is that still going to grow like it did in the last 15 years? Probably not. I mean, I, th- I think we're now moving to the next wave. It's still a ways off perhaps, but you know, what is going to replace or, or, you know, be the substitute for the, the smartphone? We'll see holograms, you know, um, glasses. Uh, there was a time where we thought it might be glasses. I'm not sure anymore. Um, I think it was a little bit underwhelming. Apple's un- unveiling of their AR VR glasses a couple weeks ago. Um, you thought it was underwhelming? Yes. Why so? Um, it's still very clunky. Uh, you know, there's, there's companies out there, some of one of which we own that is doing a much more elegant, just more like a regular set of glasses. I think that there's more coming sure from them, but I don't think they, they certainly didn't get it with this iteration. It's what four grand or 3,500 bucks. I mean, it's not cheap. So, uh, there's some work to be done on that. I don't doubt that there'll be a player in it. And as they were, as they showed in the past, they weren't first, in the, in the smartphone, but they certainly got to where they dominated the market or they dominate the market. Does that answer your question? Yeah, we're done. We're done. <laughs> Signing off. Get, 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 getting there. <laughs> short and sweet. I said, this should be short and sweet. I, th- I think that does cover it. Don't you think? Well, you asked the question of what, what's the most over, emphasized aspect of stock evaluation or company evaluation. I think it's valuation. There's evaluation and there's valuation. I think valuation gets over, overemphasized, you know, at the expense of, of, you know, what's the business, right? It's, and I gave you a couple examples, but there's time and time again, some of the best companies in the world would be ignored because of the, the perception of, of, of valuation being too high. Can you think of, so I, so it sounds to me like one of the concurrently than one of the least, well, most underemphasized points would be the size of the actual market at stake. The potential size. I think so. Um, I would also, you know, Yes, I think that's it. That is maybe uh, it's hard to it's hard to evaluate what other people are doing, right? I mean, I, you just kind of go by what you read. I I do wonder how much people spend any time evaluating management, and to what extent management is is good at what they do. I think that's a, also a very important you know, thing to consider. Uh, obviously, that's, that's, that's pretty much all art. There's no science to that, which is probably why it doesn't happen very much, because everybody wants to click into an algorithm and do a mathematical equation to come up with, you know, or run an AI iteration to, you know, have them tell them what, what works. And it's hard to evaluate the, 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 you know, the capabilities of management 
um, using math and speed. Do you think that with management, it's kind of like acting or coffee where it's easier to notice bad management than to notice good management? Mm, that's a good one. I think so. What's a, what's a tip that you're dealing with bad management? Well, for sure, if you're scratching your head going, that doesn't sound consistent with what we heard the last time. <laughs> you have addressed that element before. Yeah. If, they're, if, they're, if they're lying or contradicting themselves. Well, you're always change. looking to see. Uh, Changing story. Why do we own 40 some odd companies in our core growth strategy? I know because this. Because you, you never know when somebody might be lying to you. Yep. Well, you do kind of start to get better and better at sensing when someone's giving you a line of garbage. But that being said, if they're lying or if they're just honestly changed course, that doesn't necessarily either way. Honestly, changing a- courses is, is is certainly not lying, but they need to make that pretty clear. Yeah. And it's not great when we're the ones pointing out to them. That's a shift in 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 thesis. We tend to not like thesis shifts. Um, it can we think that can get companies in trouble. That said, be upfront about it. Yeah, if they're yeah. upfront about it, if they're very clear and they have a good answer as to why they did what they did, then that's legit. That's actually a company being aware of what's going on in their potential markets and and knowing when they need to pivot. I mean, pivot, you know, you hear about pivoting all the time in the venture world. And you, you know, as an investor in venture, you get shaky when you start hearing, you know, you, you start busting out in cold sweat because pivots can be difficult, but that doesn't mean they're not the right thing to do. Um, I would, I would argue that most companies at some point in their life have a pivot, but it's when you're constantly pivoting and when you're pretending the pivot never happened. Well, but it's a, it's also a problem. We tend to like companies that have what we call platform, you know, platform technology where they can be used for multiple different verticals in multiple different verticals. And so it's, it's a fine line between, you know, are they just haphazardly shifting from one strategy to the next? And, and so, yeah, it, you have to really evaluate it from the standpoint of platform technologies that have applications that can be, you know, applied or, to, or have, have characteristics that can be applied to different verticals. It's hard to figure out what is the right vertical to launch with. And so... You kind of, you know, if you have a company that's just a much more straightforward product, which, which that's not, I wouldn't say that we would just completely ignore if it's a really innovative product, fine, but it's not necessarily a platform that's in some ways simpler. It's not necessarily better. Um, companies with interesting platform technologies, one of their, their, I would say their biggest challenge is what's the right vertical to launch this technology in. Doesn't mean you can't go back to other verticals at some point in time, but the importance of which is the right one to launch, that's really tough. And I think that's something that it's often the case that companies have to pivot or they will have an initial idea of, hey, we think this is a product that's going to be applicable to the consumer market. And somewhere along the line, they start to recognize this is better suited to enterprise. Consumer markets are difficult. You know, there's there's different characteristics in going after a consumer market than there are in an enterprise market. And so, yeah, we have to act accordingly. And let, let's just use the example. What, why do I, th- and this is my opinion, our opinion in this shop, because we've talked a lot about it, the Apple AR VR glasses. 
you know, that's I, it's doubtful that that's an enterprise product because that's not Apple's MO. But at thirty five hundred bucks, it's almost like oh, it should probably be an enterprise product. That's something that maybe a company might find more useful. Yeah, I don't remember the first iPhone costing thirty five hundred bucks. Yeah, that's a big price point. Yeah. So, uh, actually, how much was the first iPhone? I you know, I don't, I don't remember. Thousand bucks, maybe. Yeah, that sounds like yeah, thirty five bucks, thirty five hundred bucks today might have been like a thousand bucks. That's that's <laughs> two thousand seven. The way things are going, that's true. All right. Well, short and sweet. We got to it. So everything you need to know about making millions and investing. Right <laughs> 17 minutes. <laughs> CFA in a box. CFA right in a box. Yeah. There you go. If it were just so easy. Yeah, I know. All right. So uh, in the meantime, please check us out on our growing Instagram account, taylorforgone.invest. Also, taylorforgone.com. Email us at longonly at taylorforgone.com. And please rate us on iTunes if you like what you heard here. Until next week, I'm Doug. I'm Jared. And we'll see you on the Long Only Podcast. Bye now. Bye.